0: This this song reached number three in the American charts and number one in the UK. John Lennon was shot to death outside of his New York apartment in 1980 for no apparent reason. I remember my sister crying that day because of it. This great anthem of peace and unity seems to list all of the things in the world that have become so divisive in our history. Not the least of which are things like religion and heaven and hell. <laughs> Mr. Lennon here seems to be asking us to imagine a world where things that, that divide us are taken away and gone. John says, imagine all the people Living for today seems to be suggesting that one of the ways the religious community gets off base is that they are focused on the things to come and relegating their responsibilities for the here and the now. In other words, we are so heavenly minded that we're no earthly good. I have to say that in a lot of ways, Mr. Lennon and I are in agreement. I think where we differ is in what we must imagine together. John suggests that if we imagine away all of the things that have been used to divide people, that we will come together in peace. I guess what I say is that if we can imagine a world where all people live together in peace, that the things that have been used to divide us will no longer have the power to do so. What all this hinges on is our ability to imagine things differently than they are now. And this is exactly what Paul challenges us, not Paul McCartney, (laughs) Paul the Apostle Challenges us to do in Ephesians today. He prays in this letter that we would know the vastness of God's love in Christ. And the power that is at work in us doing more than we could ask or imagine. He tells us to let ourselves dare imagine the world differently and then tells us that the love of God within us through the Spirit is at work on these things and at work in us doing even more than we could possibly comprehend or dream of. I invite you today to be as captivated with this idea of imagining as I am. Often what I think is wrong with the world, what I think is wrong within the church is that we lack imagination. We struggle to really see the world differently. We struggle to really imagine that the things that Jesus lived for could be a real, honest reality. Impossibility. possibility. In fact, I think Paul struggled with that. I think if Paul could sit down with Jesus, I think Paul would say, you know, you're, that's real great that you write all these wonderful ideals, you know, the kingdom of God is where the poor are lifted up and the rich are brought down and, you know, uh, you know love your neighbor, eat a lot of fish, all this. That's great for you, Jesus. I think Paul would say, I've got practical, I've got real problems. I've got real people in churches not getting along. I've got real people in churches uh, struggling to make it work, to make it really happen. Sometimes I think, and, and Paul begs his congregations like the one in Ephesus and, and the ones to which this circular letter went to, he, he's begging them to have enough imagination to see that the world really could be different. The imagination is a powerful thing. It can have its dark side as well. When one uses their imagination to escape reality and to escape responsibility, that we have there is an unhealthy imagination. Or when imagination is a way of not looking at the reality of things that's not very helpful either or when it's used to objectify in our fantasy life or obscure the realities of the world that's not healthy imagination but to allow oneself to dare to dream of possibilities beyond our own comprehensions or our own skills to produce To dream God-sized dreams and to have God-sized goals is a powerful and godly imagination that motivates, that reaches far beyond the individual and is indeed a good thing. The real story here is that it is not that God is performing miracles around us for us to watch and observe. Sometimes we have this notion that that we're watching God from afar. And uh, we're watching all the miracles of God from out there. But Paul tells us that the power that is already at work within you, in other words, God invites us into the process, not just to be handled by God or left to wonder where God is going with all of this, but to be empowered by God and given all that is needed to do more than we could dream or imagine. It has been this ability to dream big, And to believe that God can do it, and is in fact at work doing it, that has brought Christ's salvation to so many, so many over the millennia. The drunk who could not imagine life without the bottle, but finds the ability to never touch another drop. The drug addict who sold herself on the streets and somehow manages to piece her life back together one brick at a time. The accountant who embezzles millions and then returns it so he can live his life again, poorer but better. The mobster turned prison chaplain. The gangster turned social worker. The prostitute turned wife and mother with a growing faith the young goofball with ADD who finally gets through college and then grad school and then is ordained as a baptist minister <laughs> the man who faces the abusive father and confronts the reality of it to not be victimized by those memories The woman who pushes away people out of fear of getting hurt, finally learning to trust. The average guy who chooses to live an extraordinary life in service of humanity. The family that chooses the simplistic life as a statement about faith and possessions. The liar who finally tells the truth in spite of the pain it brings. The long, arduous, journey to wholeness for each of us begins with imagination. It begins with being able to picture it, and then to find a hope in possibility, and then to live into the reality of it. Through, as Paul says, the power that is at work within us now. That is able to do abundantly far more than we could ask or imagine. Paul, in saying this, invites the church in Ephesus and by extension Salt Lake First Baptist Church here today to do the same thing to open ourselves up to the possibilities of what that power is that is at work within us and what that power can do. It asks us, can we imagine within ourselves that God has given us all that we need to shine as brightly as Ken's shoes in our neighborhood Can we imagine within ourselves that we can, by the leading of the Holy Spirit, be a place of healing, of compassion, of transformation, of new life? Amen? Can we imagine that with Christ at work within us, we ourselves can change, transform, grow, evolve, become? Can we imagine that we, as a church, can address the issues that plague the world today, the issues that everyone else has given up on, the issues that politicians run on and yet do nothing about issues that have continued to divide our world? can we imagine that we, within ourselves and within this community, have the ability and the power to change those things that confound the rest of the world. Amen? Can we see ourselves as the hands and feet of Christ, bringing hope, bringing salvation, bringing love to this hurt and broken world? Can we imagine making that kind of difference? Hard to imagine. And yet, We are asked to, we're commanded to, we're empowered to. And I can think of some examples. There is, you probably don't know this. I forget the name of it because I didn't write it down. there There is a community in Palestine that is deliberately made up of Jews and Arabs living in an egalitarian community together. We never hear about this community that has thrived for almost 40 years together, who refuse to be pitted against each other, who refuse to condemn each other, who refuse to give in to the fight, who say there is a different way When the rest of the world is shouting, it's impossible. They are living it out in this little unheard of community that is shouted down by the wars and the warmongers. It's hard for us to imagine the world being a different place, but it starts like that small community of people saying I refuse to see the world in this black and white way, in this A and B way, in this right and left way, in this us and them way. Refuse to see the world that way. and Choose to see it differently. Only when we can imagine Things being different. Can we ever hope to have a faith that drives the world toward change? It is Paul's prayer that we be motivated and empowered by this imagining to the point that they would never write the church off. So much of the world today has said, you know what, the church is offering us nothing. The church isn't making a difference. The church is not changing the world. The church is not uh, fixing the problems. The church is not changing lives. And our young people are running away in droves because the church has not made it happen. We have not lived into this calling as much as we have been empowered to do. We have failed to imagine we have failed to have God-sized dreams and God-sized ambitions. There was a church uh, that a friend of mine is the pastor of in Olympia, Washington. And uh, he was doing some long-range planning and he went down to the city planner's office and uh, asked to see the plans, the 10-year plan for the uh, city. He just wanted to kind of see what, where they thought it was going so that they could respond through ministries that met the needs of the community around them. And when he opened up the blueprints and he looked at the city plan, they had written the church out. (laughs) It was gone. Replaced with something else. I don't remember what it was, but it was gone. So inconsequential was the impact of the church in Olympia, Washington, that the city planners figured it would be gone by the time ten years had rolled around. It is my prayer today that that we make such an impact that we can imagine a world that we can imagine ourselves making such an impact that the city planners would dare not write <laughs> off First Baptist Church that they would never imagine a city without us here because we've made such a difference because we made such a contribution because we've changed lives, because we've changed the world. I close with this. You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us. The world will be as one. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, we thank You for the imagination of Christ. The God-sized dreams that He has planted within us so that our DNA speaks of the Kingdom of God. That we cannot help but be agents of that same Kingdom in this hurt and broken world. May we dare to dream big In the hope of a new world. Where love abounds. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen.